0: Hello everybody and welcome to Dashing with Christ. Um, I am going to apologize for getting off track again. It has been a rough I well, shouldn't say rough actually. More on, I'm just exhausted last few weeks and I have not gotten back into a good habit of making podcasts and pre and doing a few in a row. Um, sometimes I do that, and sometimes I just try to do one at least a week, but um, I am so sorry for that. I want to start today again. God, I ask you to just come in, fill each and every person that hears this podcast, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Let their cup overfloweth in every way, whether it be that they have a financial request, Father, whether they have a spiritual request lord or whether they have a problem in their life i ask you to give them supernatural discernment and how you will have them navigate through it father and that even if the outcome is not exactly what they think should be the outcome father that your that they can see your hand is with it father that your hand had guided them through the storm in jesus name i ask That you would use my mouth to hear to speak to every person here, Father. Amen. So I kind of have been feeling lately on my heart that I'm not so sure. Something happened in my life. I would say a couple years ago about how our great commission, the great commission, and the the one of the things that the Lord tells us to do. Now He tells us to do many things. Uh, spiritually. Uh, He did give us uh, the Holy Spirit to speak with us and have a relationship. But one of the things that I feel a lot of people misunderstand is how to actually bring people to Christ or bring people to the Lord and where that actually totally extends from. Um, And I've had many... Uh, conversations with the Holy Spirit and the Lord asking him and talking with him on how and having him to teach me on how to actually how the proper way was to bring people to Christ one of the first things I noticed that he would talk to me about is how he met their needs and then talked to them about Christ he did and he didn't also push it on him he let it flow from the abundance he already had and now that kind of raises the question he had an abundance and and we're supposed to have an abundance and yes we are um a lot of people i think use this quote um wrong that uh what we put in are the basically what we put in the quote is like we uh what we put in the heart abundantly flows out of and people like to use that for saying that you know we shouldn't watch certain movies we shouldn't uh do certain things and they get a religious aspect around it and in some ways they're that they are correct there is certain things that we should not be using there is certain things we should not have um been talking about and there is certain things that are just wrong for us. And out of all of it, it's, uh, I believe it's on the path of the Holy spirit to guide us on that and not the path of other path of other people uh, that there are. And there are leaderships that will help us. They can help us determine if the Holy spirit is saying that that is something. Okay. I'm going to teach you something from that because I have been taught myself in, let's say my like my favorite book is uh, my favorite book genre has been uh Dragon's Gift and I have watched how the Lord has showed me things of his own glory in that book series. And again, my favorite my other favorite series is this book called Paladin by Sally Slater and um and I have to say the Sally Slater part just for the just because it's one of the Paladins is such a broad um, thing out there but it's a hard how can you put that it is uh he has led me in that book to see here i can show you what true the true love is because he he what is jesus same as sayings or no it was or not jesus it was paul's i believe um Famous saying is, if the gentile, if a the, a gentile is doing unto the law, but is not circumcised, is he not more than the law the, the is he not more into the heart of Christ, the Lord than someone that is circumcised but is not uh doing the law like they're doing the law in the regards of the the just behind it. And he's showing a grace aspect of it. And that's where I feel that salvation is, and people aren't understanding because it's an overabundance of the grace you receive from Christ. The joy that you get knowing that you have made a mistake and you have made, you have had sin in your life and you did not want to stay in that sin. You wanted to move on from it. You wanted to be closer to your creator. You want to be closer to the, someone that wanted to be your friend. But what gapped us apart was our sins and he gave us the grace and the joy from that grace is the overabundance of flow that, that is what over overabundantly flows out for you to want to share that with other people. And I think at least in my opinion, a lot of people that I've had talk to me about Christ kind of do it from a technical aspect and not only a technical aspect, an aspect of fear. They are either uh, doing it because the word of God says that we're supposed to, this is a great commission. And yes, it is the great commission and it is something that we are supposed to long and strive for, but it's also not something that was supposed to be thrust and forced upon us. And I'm not saying don't go do it, but I'm saying it's not something that was to be browbeaten or beat down or to feel like we technically have to do it. Or it was supposed to be something of a joy for us as our cup overflowed, as we went back and walked and had a relationship, which is the big point there a relationship with Christ, a relationship uh, with knowing Him. And the ways we get to know Him is, for one, prayer, daily prayers. I, I know, if, you know, I'm not talking about sitting there going, you know, thank you, God, or like the prayer I said at the beginning. Like, I've, yeah, yes, I say do those every like you know sit there and go um one of the ways i like i you know i sit there and go lord i see this in my mind like uh i have this kind of thought what 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 do you feel on it and i and i kind of sit there for a, you know sometimes a minute a minute and sometimes a few seconds and just kind of listen and think it through and think it out and maybe even have a conversation in my mind and I feel like the Lord's hand can be on that. Is It's the way he's, uh, it's on it in my life. And I, I build that relationship. And how do I know it's factual or what the Lord is saying is true? I go into the Bible. I look at what he has said about things in the past and go, Lord, use these w- words to uh, come through, like, use it to uh, help my understanding. Because the, one of the biggest things is sometimes we think a verse means one thing and the Lord and the Holy Spirit will radically change it for our understanding for that moment. And maybe it's something we need to get away from permanently or maybe it's something that we need to take a season away from. But it, it, the joy from it all becomes from the overflow of grace and what he has done. I think one of my favorite verses is a story and the one that drives me to realize that Jesus did not come to make a religion. He came to make a way of life. He came to forgive us. He came to show us a better path, not a religion, not what like the Pharisees were doing. And I feel today that many many christians and many people many religions that uh, like mormon and um catholic have tried to add more to the bible and more to what jesus has done when the path to salvation is actually as simple as it sounds and as and as you read into it we want to add more to it. Um, think about like your significant other. When they tell you you love, they love you, and you it, and I said it's a it's a true love. And this could be a significant other. I'm talking about like your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, or maybe a child, your your own child, your own or you know something, your own father, your own parents. You look at the love. And you look at them, and you go, you you almost as young children, we want to please them. We don't sit there and go, you know, you you watch your like your little child, you go up and bring them flowers. A new relationship, you're you don't want to fart in front of them. And when you do, and when you get past that stage, you realize it's it's an overabundant. The love is just more there you you farted in front of them and it turns into some fun it can turn into uh, a comical moment that that overflows into more of a relationship now imagine just doing that once a week where you're just only talking to yourself together once a week and that's kind of what we do with the lord and then imagine on top of that Every time, uh, we never get past the stages of being ourselves around it. We're always locked into that. I can't fart. I have to smell just perfectly. And that turns into the religious aspect. That's the religious aspect we put into Christ. And we don't let the Holy Spirit change our ideas or our principles beyond it. We don't let the Holy Spirit come in to fill us up. Uh, even daily, just so that we can come boldly before the throne room, because if you accepted, you you confessed with your mouth, you knew you were the sinner that died on the cross. That well, all right, and I, I, I literally, and I'm meaning that because Jesus died on the cross, but there was a sinner to his left that scoffed at him. Actually, I'm not sure if left or right is right, but I'm using left, that scoffed at him and, you know, taunted him, and go, you know, if you're really the son of God, then get us all down, you know, save our skin. And then the sinner on his right is just sitting there going, Don't you know who this is? We are justly up here for what we have done. We we did that, and you didn't see Jesus go turn to the one to his left and goes Really, you just, you have to talk to me like that. You just say, he just really says, today you have a, you can be in heaven with me. And the sinner on the right, he sits there and goes, he doesn't need, he doesn't get baptized. He, he, and I'm talking about like baptism in water. He gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, basically right there and said, yes, I can be in paradise. I get it. Now, he, I don't think he got the whole re- ramifications or realizations that we can get nowadays and the Holy Spirit leads us. But the fact of the matter is, is he saw from the abundance of grace. And I believe that even today, if he didn't ha- die alongside Jesus, that he would have actually physically have gotten the joy of being forgiven. The joy of a debt. My favorite, my favorite, I think, pro, uh, I think it's Proverbs? No, that's not Proverbs. Um, I guess story that Jesus gave, I forget what they're called right now, if that's on my head, was the one about that. I don't think a lot of people take as a warning. They take it as a warning of money and not a warning of their salvation or a warning of um, the grace that God had shown them and it's the one where the servant goes to the master and he's in he's he he's in massive financial debt is basically what they're implying in the bible and he goes to the master and he's he's terrified he's he's uh quaking in his boots because he he does not have the money to pay it back he does not have the, the money to uh, Give what is owed and the master st- is sitting on the i guess the you i guess it would more be like the head of the table in the regards of this but he's sitting in kind of a a place of honor he of the, of the place of everything else and he's go, he's he's looking at the slave and he goes okay your debt is forgiven you don't owe me anything you've he didn't do anything for that. He didn't work off his debt. His, his, the master didn't say, you know, uh, you need to go and work in the fields of, uh, an extra ten hours. No, he said, your debt is forgiven, and that that person is a lot of the people in the church. Our debt is forgiven. But we're also, we go then to the other servants around us and go, like he went to another servant and go, you owe me money. I need you to pay it right now or I'm going to throw you in jail. I'm going to throw you away. And from, from that... He forgot the grace or the understanding that he, that was given to him from the people that were put under him, and I and the Holy Spirit led me to believe, or led me in a season to realize that that is the religious spirit that come that people do when or people get when they try to force the law in their own understanding without the Holy Spirit's guidance, without the abundance. of... Of grace, without the the abundance for the cup to overflow in their life, and unfortunately, in that regard, it became with a consequence. He threw that other prisoner basically under the bus, under where he should have been himself, basically, and 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 damnation, and he basically damnated that prisoner. To prison, and when the master heard of it, when the other, when more people basically think of the other servants, and if we were to relate this into our lives, pray and go, this was an injustice. Heard about it, he go, he went. Now your debt's not forgiven. I I I overturned that, and now you're gonna have to pay out your penalty. And that is the religious mindset and what I feel a lot of people in the church go used to get a fear aspect of you have to go tell everyone about Jesus. Yes, you should. You should want to. But it shouldn't be a thing about fear to do so. It should not be a thing that I have to. It should come from the overabundant joy of what was done for you as the Lord takes you by the hand and you, by the Holy Spirit's guidance and goes, I love you. Here was the aspects of your life that we need to work on and we need to change. But I have grace for you as I finish the work, as I'm the great builder and I'm building you up and I'm changing what was meant for evil and I am helping you. I'm, and as I per- per- flow more than you can even take, use that overflow to bless someone else, to witness to someone else. Let the joy flow. You may not understand it all, but I do, and I will. I will overflow from you. And that is the mindset that I feel you, we have to have to get people to come to Christ, to come under the umbrella of grace, under the umbrella of mercy, and under the umbrella of love. Because that's, we have a God that, yes, He has to sit there and He is perfect and He He has to judge what we did, but He made a way, a narrow road to follow. And... The narrow road is through his son, and the mercy and grace he provides. And we can call on his name, even without knowing him, call on his name and have th- wonderful things done and miracles done to the point where his name has been used in in spells and voodoo curses and all the kinds of things. Which, yes, that's a whole nother story I'm not going to get into. But we never but those people never that use it never knew him. It's like the people that come, it's think about our religious mindset as did the people that go before Jesus and and the Lord and go, didn't I prophesy in your name? The soothsayers and stuff like that. The, didn't I um uh, cast out demons, perform miracles, do all these things. And that was that's the, those are the people the more of the religious mindset. I did it because the Bible said that was the commission we were supposed to do, and but they didn't do it because that was the commission they were supposed to do. They did it out of out of obligation. They did it out of fear. They did it out of this is just what I was told I need to do to get into heaven. They didn't do it out of love, grace, mercy. They didn't do it out of the relationship they were building with Jesus and and through through Jesus, the Father Himself. They did it because it was told of them. They did it because, yes, it's in the Bible. Yes, we're supposed to do it. Yes, it is the Great Commission that it was for that for everyone to go forth and do but it's the Great Commission that is done from the overflow of what Jesus is putting into you. It's the same reason I do these podcasts. It is the overflow of what me and the Lord get to talk about as I am dashing, giving people their food, and being able to pray and seek out God in an area where I have simple distract simple focus on driving and I can hone in and then segregate my other parts of my brain out to go lord I see these things yes I see all the people on the road I see the best pedestrians crossing the street but I can sit there and put the majority my overactive mind on Christ and what he did for me and what what things in my life may need to change and what things he's working on and then give an overf- abundance of flow to the people around me. Grace to when someone makes a mistake and they may not know because they don't know what's in my own mind. Or grace for the people on the road when they decide to... Zoom around me because I want to save gas and I'm not going to, you know, go from zero to 45 in two seconds. Our grace for the people that I see with sports cars that, you know, want to zoom down the road at 90 miles an hour. Oftentimes, the grace I show them is is just praying, Lord, I ask you. To put angels around them to protect them not only from themselves and the own actions they are doing. But to protect the other people that may come in contact with them. Help them to understand why the rules of the road are the way they are. But I ask that it be in a way that they would not be hurt or get, or have loss. And to be honest... Was that the way I would pray when I first started um, working for DoorDash? No, I used to actually get really frustrated and really irritated. And I would watch a person run a red light or I would see a person um, do something illegal and I would scoff at them. And to be honest, it was a religious mindset. I was... I didn't have the gist of what the law... Now, yes, we're supposed to obey the rules of the road. I'm not trying to say that, but it's the same, the same principle goes into the Bible. We have the law. We all are in different points in trying to understand and different points where the Holy Spirit is telling us what is okay for us and what is not. Uh, for some people like let's get this big vaccine thing out of there. Some people need the shot and the Lord's saying go for the shot and some people aren't but we're so tele- so into it for our own fears and own desires and own things that we we can't you know you have to get the shot. are you are you got the shot? you can't be saved anymore and there's no grace in that. There's no mercy in there. There's no overflowing. We're doing a technicality again. And that is not where the love of Christ is. That's not even how you can bring people to Christ. It's from the overabundance of what he has already given you. And the same goes with paying tithe. Um, I have seen miraculous miracles. It comes from knowing that the Lord has asked us to pay for the people, to, to help pay for the people that they teach us. The tithe is for the church. so The pastor can get money to put food on his table, to pay for the light bills of the church, to pay for the water. It pays for all those things. That's what our tithe is for, to expand the Lord's glory. And that's and from that, when we tithe, he over he even more overflows our abundance in grace and mercy. And sometimes it's spiritual overflow. But I can honestly say, by following the tithe, not doing it religiously, not doing it because I believe my finances will be under a curse because I tithe because I didn't tithe. But I do it under the window of grace. I do it under the window of because of the overflow he's already given me. I then realize that my finances, all of a sudden, there's more money. I have more money than I understood I had. When I am told to give something to someone, I may look at it and go, Lord, how? I, financially, I can't afford this. And he goes, who gave you the finances in the first place? Who gave you? Can, do you? Do you not trust me to take care of you? And from that, it's the love and abundance that he has put into me that overflows. Now, did I start out like that? It took me, to be honest, years to realize scenarios like that. And to realize points in my own life where those things have overflowed and how there is a, what students first law of moment uh, uh, first law of moment, first law of motion. For every action there is an equal and opposite reaction and it is even true in the Bible. Sometimes the Lord does it first and He moves in our lives to give us that overflow, but then he may ask us to do something in faith and to see where that overflow happens. And that's a non-religious mindset. That is a grace mindset, a love mindset. When we talk to people about even coming into salvation, oftentimes I see people they 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 get this great image of what hell's going to be like of this lake of fire and all this suffering and they try to get people to be saved through a fear aspect but that's not the grace aspect it's grace it's an understanding that we are sinners it's an understanding that we did not make we cannot make something right that our mistakes are too much, that we need to be perfect and to realize that we don't deserve anything. We don't have anything. The Lord didn't... The Lord made us perfect. He made Adam and Eve perfect. And he gave them the whole earth. And we sinned. He didn't take back the earth. He didn't take back everything he gave us. He gave us a promise and a grace. And that grace has been there through the whole Bible. He had to go by the laws he put down. He could not circumvent those. And be the truth, justice, and faithfulness that he want but he saw it and he knew that he would have to make a way for us to come right with him and find the grace find the path and that is where we tell people about Christ that is where the overflow happens I'm sorry guys I went on major tangents and I hope that the holy spirit has spoken to you guys i have felt him so powerful around me this morning in speaking this word to you guys i hope for in my life that you the for or not in my life i hope that in your life that the that he has shown you where your overflowing is and where your abundance is and guys if you have not accepted christ I ask right now, please accept him. I ask you to... The, the, the sinner's prayer that everyone knows isn't a prayer in the Bible, but it is a template le- that we have made, not in some in a religious mindset, but some in a grace mindset. Confess with your mouth. Know in your heart that you have sinned and fallen short and just go, Jesus... I ask you to come into my life. I know I have done wrong. I know that I am not good enough. But through me not being good enough, you have given me grace and mercy. Show me your, your love and come into my life. Make me a new creation in you. And if you believe that with your heart, as you confess that with your mouth, He will be faithful and just to do so. He will take those circumstances of that the enemy meant for evil and make them into circumstances of riches and glory for His name. And times that I can't even, I can't even begin to start to tell you about. There are just so many in my life. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I ask you, this uh, podcast goes on several platforms. It gets uploaded to Anchor and goes out to Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple uh, Podcasts. If you have multiple devices or other ways to listen, I ask that you would listen, leave comments, please rate um, the video up. It really helps. Please give it to a friend that might need some help in this area. Let them hear it. But no matter what, God loves you and so do I. Thank you so much for listening.